Match Day Live Extra from Wolves TV as Wolves beat Gillingham by two. Apologies. We are getting a few issues, technical issues. Hopefully that's it. Tomo has put his phone away. And hopefully you can hear us now without any more issues coming through. Well, we've been invaded then. <laughs> the, stress, the stress on your face, Mike, it was brilliant. The, the Daleks have not taken over just yet. Honestly. Uh, let's try again, shall we? Match Day Live Extra from Wolves TV. I'm Mikey Burrows, Andy Thompson, Lee Naylor alongside me. Been watching Wolves beat Gillingham in the League Cup fourth round. A penalty from Raul Jimenez and a late goal from Rene Nori enough to get the victory in Julian Lopetegui's first game, first competitive game in charge. So what did we learn? Well, we saw a starting lineup that had Jose Saar back from the World Cup, Nelson Semedo, Nathan Collins, Maximilian Kilman and Hugo Bueno. Ruben Neves was back from the World Cup to captain the team alongside Jan Martino and Joe Hodge. And then we had Diego Costa up top with Daniel Perenz and Gonzalo Guedes either side. We saw Mateus Nunes and Adama Traore and He Chan Wang all introduced as the game went on and Aitnori eventually off the bench to get that second goal as mentioned. So, the question that everybody will be asking themselves, first of all, were Wolves worthy of the win? And second of all, what did we learn about Lopetegui's Wolves? Yeah, um, worthy of the win for me. So, like, dominated the possession. Um, I think both halves, was, what was it, around 80% possession in both halves. And so it just kind of shows you... We've always struggled when we've had loads of possession in the game, but look, Gillingham come here with a, a game plan to just sit back and defend and try and get something out of a set play um, within the game. And look, say, Wolves were very comfortable. I know they made hard work of a couple of occasions, but apart from that, they were very comfortable. Positive thing about it again is it's nice to see that it looks like everybody's fit, or the majority of people. I think Johnny's one of those injured. But you look at the bench, and we always say about the strength of, uh, of a team or a squad is when you look at the bench and, and it looks strong. You look at the, the team that finished, I don't think that will be far off the team what might be Boxing Day. Um, there might be a couple of changes, but I think that that will probably be a good chance of the finish of the team that starts as Everton. But look, it's quality, it's good to have them back. Still need to be a little bit more positive, though. Always hard to assess these matches, Lee Naylor, because Gillingham, uh, in fairness to them, they knew what they had to do. The side bottom of the Football League on an awful run of form. Their best chance was trying to frustrate Wolves for as long as possible. And they did that for long, long periods. Wolves had more than 80% possession in both halves. It was up to Wolves to move the ball quickly and to show their quality. Did they do that enough for you? Uh, no, um, not for me, I think. You know that they had large, large amounts of possession, um, but they did nothing with it. I'll be honest with you. Uh, they didn't break them down as much as I wanted want them to with the quality they possess. Um, I thought they could have done more in in you know uh, engaging players and bringing players out uh, in terms of the Gillingham players coming out to them and and creating space for others. Uh, and you know that that comes with runners. That comes with you know. Uh, unselfish runs and I, I, I didn't see enough of that I'll be honest in the first half uh, when he made the change in the second half I seen it whether that was a change in formation or uh, with the personnel that made the difference um, 
but yeah, I mean, it, it, these nights are always difficult. Uh, you know, I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to say it's not, uh, especially when they have so many players behind the ball. Um, but I just expected us to to work them a little bit more and and, and find it a bit more easier to break them down. Because let's be honest, Wolves' issues against teams that defend against them with bodies behind the ball, Tomo, is nothing new. We've known this for quite a while, but what we kind of, I guess, need to see is are there new ideas to break a team down? Well, look, so sometimes you can understand it in when you come up in the Premier League games, but you're coming up against a team that's at the bottom of the Football League and you've got to have... Uh, the creativity to beat these teams and to, to break them down. I know they were well disciplined throughout the game, Gillingham, and the defending. But but you're coming up against and, and I say again, no disrespect. You're coming up against a team that is you should be blowing off the park. And unfortunately, so like we still haven't got that ability to break teams down, to try and get behind them. And it, it comes down to a couple of things. One is that positioning uh, when we've got the ball. And I think that the players in front of them, the movement from them just isn't good enough. So, look, we stand up against players and make it easy for us to mark. You watch the Man Cities and the teams like that where they're just constantly moving around and, and, and making it difficult. If you look at them when they when you defend against them, you don't know who you're marking and make it difficult. We don't do that. Look, I'm not saying that with the ability of Man City because they're a, uh, a world-class side, but we've got to start doing movement. When we do that little bit of movement, which we saw a couple of times, not enough for me, but a couple of times, we look a better team. And that's what you've got to do. Once you've got that ball, you've got to have movement in front of you if you're going to get that pass or if you're going to hurt teams. Is that confidence? Yeah, I, I think so. But also, you know, if, if, if that's a Premier League game, I'd be a bit, you know, worried uh, if I was the manager. Um... Not, we've got world-class players at this football club that, when on the pitch, should work out what to do and what not to do on the pitch. Um, and I just think we didn't we didn't do that in the first half. Um, but we've got world-class players that should be able to do that. Um, it's, it's so tough because Gillingham playing with ten men behind the ball, and but I just expect more, I guess. Um, Martin's reaction was simply few. Uh, Joshua says not pretty, but it works. Wasn't impressed with Penence and Semedo tonight. King Wolf says not pretty, but a win is a win. Uh, Craig says we won. I'm happy. John says really pleased for Raul. Hard fought victory tonight. Got to sort that defence out though. Uh, Wonderkid says our starting team against Everton should be the squad on the pitch at the final whistle. Agreeing. With Tomo's point, Lynx Wolf says laboured to break down a defensive team, benefited from a soft penalty decision. Raul delivered again. Uh, Gills had to attack and we saw it out. And in the end, it was going to be a question of how many. Huang looks promising. Uh, Pedence needs to keep it simple. And Raul's back, question mark, says Lynx Wolf. Let's talk about Raul Jimenez because we haven't seen him for quite a long time. He, he, he obviously went to the World Cup with Mexico. Julian Lopetegui has been on record saying he would have preferred him to have stayed with the group. He did join them in Spain, but he clearly needs fitness. What did you make of his contribution? Look, so, and just going to think on the World Cup, at the end of the day, mate, you get, a, you get an opportunity to play in the World Cup. You can't, you can't turn it down. 
Yeah, so never like, going to turn. No, up, so like the, I know the manager's wishful thinking, saying like, "Oh, we need to stay." And I understand from his point of view, but you've got to go to the World Cup. Look, do you think the manager would turn, turn it, turn it down? I, I don't think so. No, I, I don't <laughs> think any player would do. It. If you've got a chance, and, set, and he's, get, he's the back end of thirty now as well, until he's old. But again, it was nice to see when he's taking his penalty. The composure still got that because um, he would have been nervous. So, because it seems a long time since he scored, um, I know I know it was a in an open play, uh, but it's, it's still a goal for him. And I just think that the more he plays, the more confidence he gets. Is gonna be great for Wolves. It's gonna be a bonus for us. And, and I just think that we've got a squad, and and we've said this loads of times, we've quality players in there, quality players who just aren't performing to their potential as a team. Individually, at times they do, but we need to get that team effort and that team uh, fluency throughout the games. And it's going to be tough. We're, we're bottom of the league. There's no doubt about it. We're bottom of the league. But for me, if we can get it right, we've got enough in this team and this squad to get us out of it. But they've got to have that belief, and he's going to be pivotal in, in, in that belief in the team. In a way, is having Diego Costa there going to help Raul in terms of he doesn't have to do the entire 90. He doesn't have to be the sole focal point. There is another guy there that can share the burden. And maybe yeah. it'll be Raul to start sometimes and do oh, the 60-70. I, th- I think Raul likes having that, though. I think he likes having a full game. I think he likes having that wholeness on him. I mean, look, if we get him back to anything like he was, it'd be a new signing. Like, it'd be like having a new signing. Um and I just hope we can because we need him, like, desperately. Um, and I'm just glad he's, he took the penalty in the way he did, in the manner that he did, and to get on the score sheet because it'll, it'll, it'll do, the, do him the world of good. Um, now, we, you know, we, we, we've got to kick on. We've got to, uh, you know, get behind the manager, get behind the team because we will need everyone, and that's including the fans. Um one player here, I think, impressed both of you when he came on was He Chan Wang, who had a really good World Cup for South Korea when he got fit. And he looks a bit of a different player. There was a, a much more... The, the player that we first signed, really, that tenacity, that directness. And you both kind of commented during the game of when he came on that that directness of just simply putting the ball in there, you both quite enjoyed yeah, I I loved it. I I, I love when someone puts it puts a ball in my purchase. Um, I th- I think it, you know it, it it makes defenders defend better. It gives your centre forwards opportunity to to get you know knockdowns or bad clearances. Um, those things, those sorts of things, make it, it just makes things happen. Um, and I think you know it, it brought a, a positivity to the game that turn for us at the time and he looked sharp he looked really sharp uh, and I'm excited for seeing him go forward sharp enough to start on Boxing Day I, as I said uh, and I stand by it I think that there might be a couple of changes say like on that left side maybe um, for Boxing Day but for me possibly the, the, the 11 that finished the game won't be far off of what the starting 11 is uh, if you're basing it off the two Wingers that started the f- the first half, who I thought were poor in Podence and Gredes, as I think he's got to. 
if you're changing them up, who who else is going to come in? Yeah, I'll I'll just think I'll just think that that's that's going to be not far off the starting starting lineup for me. Well, that goes back to the original question, isn't it? Really about what we learned because we started off in in a four three three that was pretty similar to what we've seen for a lot of this season. Um, when they went to four two three one, were they better? And do you think that's what he might? Stick with moving forward. Well, his, his record is that it's uh, look, he, 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 he fitters between the two, doesn't he? As, as we've seen tonight, where the four-three-three, um, but the latter diamond position where he had, it looks like he might go with that. Look, so like we've said, we were a bit surprised that he's experimented with the formation with the players and changing the formation. He's even gone with five at the back in one of the instances as well. For me, and and I, and I said this earlier, he's come in. I would have come in and said, we're playing this way. I know players weren't back from the World Cup, and I know there were some players, but just putting that into place, I think, would have given the players going, hang on a minute, we're going to play like this. And I know you've got to be flexible. Don't get me wrong. I know you've got to be flexible, but a manager usually comes in with a, a style, uh, an identity of how he wants to play, and... I don't want him just fitting between the two um, formations as such, okay? But I know that you've got to have your so-called plan B yeah. for something oh. if things are going wrong. But I'd, I would just like to just have that kind of identity. Like we're playing like this, we're gonna, we've got the players, we're gonna take the games to the opposition, rather than just thinking, oh, we've got to change it for this reason or whatever. I'd rather us be on the front foot and be positive with it. Yeah, uh, I mean from. For me, I think he's a bit concerned about his quality and his squad depth. Well, uh, you saw the interview before the yeah, game, didn't and you? and that's where I'm taking and it he, from. And he's gone, like, I'm going to bring people in. Yeah, because it, we've always had a, you know, uh, a short squad, if, 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 if you know what I mean. I think we've, in terms of numbers, we've always kept it to a minimum uh, and introduced youngsters, which, you know, is, is good, but... When if you want a, uh, a squad to compete in the Premier League, it does need to be better. I'm, I've always said that. I'm not going to lie. So I think he, from hearing him talk, he recognises that, and I think we can see, you know, quite a few numbers come in in January. I, I just think that there's a lot of people still out there who've got to prove that they deserve to be here. I still think there is. I yeah, look, there's, there's probably a handful. And that that's a good point, isn't it? Because it, we're talking about numbers coming in. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean they're just numbers adding to what we already have. There may no. be some yeah. that, that will go. Yeah. Well, well, already we've linked... Well, we, we've got a player coming in January already, haven't we? Well, potentially. Well, it's... Uh, yes. Okay, it, potentially then. But, like, you can see... No, nothing is ever confirmed, Tom. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and let's be honest, they ain't going to confirm it to us three before they confirm it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> We are the last to know. It looks, it looks well, likely. Strong, sorry, yeah. sorry, me and Niles are the last to know. You, you're that, inside info, yeah, mate. It, look, it looks inside. likely that they're bringing a one in, yeah, five, uh, one in five striker in. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, c considering the the strong reports that there the may well be a deal lined up for a forward who can do something maybe a little bit different, but again, it's it's going to be an interesting period to see in terms of. Uh, if anyone goes, uh, and what, and then what the balance of the squad, and that's the key word, isn't it? Balance, because I think we probably agree from what we've seen so far this season, there isn't really it's balance. Right. It's, it's got to work with the dynamics of the squad as well, though, isn't it? So what, what we've got already, and so at the end of the day, 
players want to play. There's only 11 shirts out there. If they're bringing more players in, you would think that the manager's going to play the players that he's bringing in straight away. Yeah. Um, so you would think that. So all of a sudden, you've got to have a think about, do I want to be happy just sitting on the bench or do I want to fight for my place? So, like, depends on what the players are, the mindset. With the thing that goes on now with the agents getting in their ear and say, look, you can't stay there, you've got to go and look somewhere else. Um, but, again, it's it's per, per, personal preference, what they want to do. But for me, so, like, he's going to bring in quality, he's going to bring in his own people, as he's done with his backroom staff, um, to get things right. Look, there's pressure on him. There's pressure on him solely because where we are in the league as well. Yeah, because I mean, he's got to win. He's got to win games. Yeah, I mean that. That's what he's. That's what he would have been doing over these last few weeks, is looking at his squad, talking to them, seeing who wants to be here, who doesn't want, who doesn't want to be here, and he, he'll be figuring that out. I'm quite sure of it. Is that just to finish? Then is that actually a point worth making that? Maybe we expected them to be the finished article, given the fact that he had time in a mini pre-season and a couple of games and stuff. And actually, maybe because we've got a couple of games until the window opens, because obviously then you've got a month of the window, actually, we kind of maybe need to be a bit patient and, and see. But we haven't got that time. That, and that's the difference between starting, at, starting the season and coming in midway and having to get results. It's totally different. But you know, the only good thing that's about it, we're still in the we're still in the ch- chase. We're still in the chase. We're not that far behind getting out of the bottom three. I, I know we're bottom, but we're not that far behind. Now, he's coming to... He, he knows this is a challenge. He knows this is probably the biggest challenge that he's ever had in being in the Premier League, coming here with the reputation of what he's got. Um, and it's going to be a massive, massive challenge for him to get it right. And he's, un- he's under pressure, there's no doubt about it, to get things right. And he's got to bring in the players that he wants. Because that's the only time that he can be judged as such when he gets the opportunity to bring in the players that he wants. And he's going to, look by the looks of it, he's going to get the opportunity in January. And football is a funny old game. They are in a quarter-final of the Cup. They are, what, one, 90 minutes away potentially from a semi-final. Three games or so away from a, a Wembley final. Yeah, yeah but it, it's one of them, isn't it, where you need to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. You need to stay yeah. in the Prem. It is, it's, football is, it, it, it it is that. Yeah, like, it's, it's, great, it's great getting to Wembley, but I'm, I'm with yeah. Niles, you've got to stay in the Premier League. Doesn't doesn't matter about all the things. There that you are. go. There's a question. Stop to killing ask. the dreams. No, no. Two. Go on in. Ask ask the fans. Ask them. Would you want a cup and go down, or would you want to stay in the Prem without any cup? Ask them. Put a poll out there right now. <laughs> Don't ruin the Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Just about to say that. <laughs> Lee Naylor, Annie Thompson, thank you very much indeed for your thoughts as ever here on Wolves TV. Thank you as ever for you being with us as well. Have a very Merry Christmas. We will see you for the Boxing Day trip to 